This is your Monday Daily Delivery. I am Michael Rand. Glad to have you back for another week. Patrick Royce joins me in a little bit here on the show. We'll talk about all sorts of stuff. Twins on pause and not playing all that well before that. Timberwolves unable to put two good games together or, you know, let alone win two games in a row. They still have not done that since the very first two games of this season. Talk some gopher volleyball, talk about transfer stuff, all sorts of stuff that we'll get to with Patrick Royce. I've got a hot take from a reader coming up as well. But first, what did I miss? Well, you guys, about a week, a little over a week ago, something like that, um, there was someone who came on this show talking about how maybe the Wild needed to trade Zach Parisi at the trade deadline. I think it was probably two weeks ago now. Um, that this happened because that was right around the trade deadline. I think it was like the the fifth or something like that was the trade deadline. It, mem- memory doesn't exactly serve me. It was it was a week ago, so, somewhere in there. Someone came on this show and said trade Zach Parisi, and I'm not going to name names, but it was me. Um, so I, I thought that this 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 relationship between the Wild and Parisi, which has been going on for a long time, which has been good but had you know hadn't really gotten them exactly where they wanted to go i thought it was at a point where it was not salvageable there was all these you know warning signs that zach parisi wanted to play more that he wasn't playing all that well that the wild you know were benching him at times decreasing his playing time at times he only had three goals i think going into the uh going into the uh the trade deadline it wasn't that long ago um so zach parisi um all of a sudden is now one of their best players and he you know again that that shouldn't necessarily be a surprise because when i you know when i talked about this you know the week or two ago it it was in the context of he he still was the player who led the team in goals each of the last two years but it was it was feeling like it just wasn't working out well guess what had a goal in that uh, that game where they just got absolutely smoked by st louis but really, this three-game winning streak they're on, this three-game homestand that they just had um, over, you know, starting starting uh, late last week and going over the weekend with Arizona and San Jose. Parisi has a goal in each of those games, has seven on the season now. Had, you know, four points in that series. All of it even strength had, five, you know, it was a plus, a plus five in that in that series. And he and, you know, Benino and Sturm, you know, Nick Benino and Nico Sturm really, really doing good work it's ostensibly a fourth line not playing like a fourth line right now Parisi's ice time you know still fluctuating but crept up a little bit in that Saturday game to 14 almost 15 minutes the most he had played since uh since uh May uh, since March 20th so you know the most ice time in almost a month earning that ice time with improved play and you know I'll, I'll let Zach speak for himself too. Here's a quote he had after that game where he talked about the line, how it's clicking, and what's going well for him and the Wild right now. You know our line is getting good chances. Um, we're getting um, hardworking chances. We're getting rush chances. Um, we've been playing really well without the puck. We're not spending a lot of time in our zone, and that just you know for all three of us that uh, that makes the game uh, a lot easier. Um, and and all three of us are benefiting from that. And listen, I'm not even going to mockingly take credit for turning Zach Preezy's season around. That's that's not what I that's not what I do here. Of course, the things that people say in the media have no real bearing on what what's happening with the player on the ice. What I will say is, you know, the the thing that I had wondered about, and you know, kind of had had thought, you know, this is the reason you you don't trade him, right? Because even if it feels like it's it's going nowhere, even if you can kind of get out from underneath his money, you know, 
he he does have this kind of run in him. If they could kind of figure out, get him into a better place, get him into a, a, a feeling of feeling better, whether it's here or somewhere else, then you could see some of these things coming out. And that's what we're starting to see right now. You know, Zach Priest, he's a veteran. He's got a lot of confidence still. He's got a lot of ability. He's a hardworking player. So we'll, we'll see if this Zach Parisi that we're seeing right now can continue to stay happy and can continue to stay on the ice and can, can and can continue to stay productive because right now he has been one of their best players over the last seven to ten days, even if I tried to get rid of him seven to ten days ago as well. Number one national recruit Chet Holmgren to make his decision today on where he is going to college. Got his narrow list to Georgetown, Gonzaga, Memphis, Michigan, Minnesota, North Carolina, and Ohio State. Um, I think everybody knows don't expect miracles here. Uh, Minnesota on the list, but uh, not expecting Chet Holmgren, the number one overall recruit, to pick Minnesota. I guess if there's probably a front runner, you didn't think it was Gonzaga based on the success that his former Minnehaha Academy teammate Jalen Suggs had out there this year going all the way to the NCAA title game. Going to be a high, high lottery pick this year. But that announcement um, is coming at noon on Sports Center. Um, that that'll be uh, that'll be lots of fun. Um, so if you're if you're catching this early today, um, you you'll, you might want to turn on Sports Center around noon to to hear where Chet Holmgren is going to go to uh, continue his career in college. I'm Nyla Jean Myers, Senior Assistant Sports Editor at the Star Tribune. Thank you for listening to Strip Sports Daily Delivery. This work is made possible by our Star Tribune subscribers. For unlimited access to the articles mentioned in this podcast and our coverage of Minnesota sports from pros to preps, go to startribune.com slash subscribe. Monday on Daily Delivery often means Patrick Royce joins me. Um, Patrick here again. Thought, Patrick, we'd have a lot of uh, West Coast baseball to talk <laughs> about, but uh, turns out not even Dr. Rocco could uh, could solve what, uh, what ails this team. COVID pause. Um, they made it through all last year without having to go into one, but the Twins – postponed Saturday, Sunday, and now Monday's game uh, postponed too. They're trying to play a traditional doubleheader Tuesday, which I presume means seven innings, um, not uh, not nine, so I, not I traditional got, in that sense. I got room news for them. Seven innings is not traditional, but <laughs> unless, unless you're playing at Fulda High School or something, it's not <laughs> traditional, but uh, uh, that's okay. And, I mean, they've obviously uh, it's uh, something that you got to do during the pandemic to try to get these games played. First time they go, for, uh, the uh, twins have been uh, halted by it. They made it through last year. I think they had one game delayed, right? Didn't they, that it wasn't their situation, yeah. but you know what, you know what I find hilarious almost is they won't tell you who the, who their three COVID guys are, who are going to end up having to go to quarantine. Well, somebody's not going to be playing, right? Right. <laughs> so it's going to be fairly obvious who these guys are. I mean, I don't have any idea, but if Miguel Sano's not at first base, it's going to be hard to miss, right? right. He's not there. He's, he's a big man. So, uh, and, and the, I mean, Simmons, we knew right away, right? I mean, yeah. I didn't, they, didn't they announce that? So yeah, and, we knew Simmons, I mean, we knew, he, gar we knew he, garlic too is the second one. So, and, but garlic only because he put it on uh, some right. social media outlet. Right. So yep. uh, anyway, we, we don't know who they are as of yet, but uh, yeah. And it's the, uh, they, I, I think the, the, the story I read today that it's, it's one they believe it's one of the variants too. Right. So, 
Yeah. It, it'll be interesting to uh, see if they get to play. What a terrible place to have it hit you though out in the West coast. Cause you, you know, yeah, you would have to go back out there to make the games up unless, unless you can get, you know, unless the angels agree to play here, you know, the, the, when they come back here and you play a bunch of double hitters when they get back or, and you know, now Oakland, they hopefully they'll get it played, but uh, I don't know. They're uh, they have not uh, pre COVID. They were playing pretty lousy. So uh, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see if they can adjust from this, but uh, right now it's not a uh, right now. It wasn't an impressive looking club, and now they're going to have to, pack up pack up a bunch of games i thought mike uh last week that uh that uh we saw rocco's worst managing since he's been here uh, just a lot of really goofy decisions and uh i th- i would start with the idea that they they uh, they use both my aid and brios in that double header right off the i i don't empty my uh fat that day like they did i would have you know, if I'm going to do a bullpenny type game, uh, I'm going to do it in that double header and then in that second game and leave one of those pitchers to pitch the next day. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I just think strategically they've been pretty awful, uh, uh, at least in the last week or so before the COVID hit. So I, yeah. I don't know what's I don't know what's going on. Maybe he misses. You know, Mike Bell. Maybe he misses Terry Shelton whispering his ear, but uh, they've. Uh, you know, one of the dumbest things I've ever seen a, a Twins manager do was, uh, you know, and then they're trying to win that game the other day. They have cave bunt, something they never do. They bunt, uh, they got runners at first and second. They bunt them over. And then he lets Jeffers go up and hit instead of use Josh Donaldson, who's had played the game before. And I, I don't know what, what's going on in his brain, but uh, he's, he's, he has no urgency to win ball games, and uh, that's long term. They're not that good. They're they're okay, but they're not that good. And and uh, you know you gotta you can't you can't sit back and say oh well, it's more important for Josh Donaldson not to get in that bad after we're already brought him back than to win a game. It's uh it's it's ridiculous. And I, I of course wrote a kind of a satirical right. uh, column on that. Uh, Got that one in just in time. Doctor Baldelli, who's uh, who does uh, you know he would he would have put uh, he would have put a liner or somebody out of business if he were a family doctor. They would, the emergency room would be full of his patients. But anyway, he's I don't know. He's having a bad year, and the Twins aren't as good as they thought they were. That's the way I as we thought they were, and, and allegedly Buxton was going to play. So we'll, oh, that's um, good. because well, I mean they're they're twenty. You know what? I, you know who he is? I was thinking, who's the comparable in uh, Minnesota sports? Gabrick is the cop- comparable, wouldn't you say? Take him, out of the line, take him out of the lineup and just it all falls yeah. apart? No, well, yeah, but they're, they're 20% worse. You know, the Wild was yeah. 20% worse when Gabrick wasn't healthy and playing. And same thing with Buxton. This baseball team is 20, I, I've been saying they're 20% better uh, hitting, Pitching gets better because he's there. Fielding gets better because he's there. Uh, the pitching gets better because the fielding gets better. But the same thing in Gabbert. It was, you know, they, when you couldn't keep him healthy, you, you weren't as good as uh, – you weren't nearly as good as you were when he was playing. So, anyway. I, 
I'd say I'd say Carl Anthony Towns, but the Wolves are about a hundred percent worse when he doesn't play. Yes. That's, uh, <laughs> that's not, not twenty. That um, is true. It is. Uh, we once again. Uh, now I heard our old friend Barrero ranting about this about ten days ago out of here, but the the idea that they get overconfident is one of the most hilarious things <laughs> in the history of Minnesota sports. Edwards said it. Cat basically said it last night again in profane manner, apparently, uh, that they just, you know, they, they just win a game and they get so filled with confidence. They just don't bother to play the next game. Right. <laughs> what is that is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Look at the standings. Yeah. For goodness sakes. You know, you're not overconfident. You're bad, but it is, it is I mean, they haven't had a two game, even a two game winning streak since the first two games of this season. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Right? Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. They, they win. They, they won their first two games of the year. And what are they now? 15 and 43 after getting absolutely run by the Clippers. And if you just saw the final score last night, I stayed up and watched part of that game. It was like almost 40 points in the third quarter that they were down by. So that 19 was not uh, even indicative of how that game went, but they, uh, yeah, they haven't, they haven't followed a win with another win since the first two games of this season. Or the only time they play fiercely is if it's, it's against somebody they don't like either Tibbs or Butler, right? Well, uh, well this, this is an of... entire, this is an entirely new team. I mean, basically since yeah. those two guys left, but uh, it gets cat fired up. That's for sure. And, uh, and uh, you know, they, they're, they're only two efforts really that were impressive in the last month have been, uh, they've been beating Tibbs and beating Butler, but uh by the way, as I said on Twitter, Tibbs six in a row with that clash uh, with that collection. I'm I'm just proud to call him a close personal friend. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are always pretty. Uh, you guys are always pretty close. He's done a great job over there. It's oh, unbelievable. I mean, that's Randall's having a really good year. And you, uh, you look over at the minutes too. Did you see uh, what game? Forty-seven. Was he, he played R.J. Barrett like 46, 47 minutes the other night. Well, yesterday went to overtime. Uh, Randall went 47 and Derrick Rose went 35 oh, yesterday. Tibbs, I, that's what I always liked about him. Win tonight. That's all that matters. He is the, he is the opposite of Rocco. He's the anti-Rocco, is he not? He yeah, is the, yes. uh, you got to we'll play, play through it, play all those minutes. We're going to win tonight. We're gonna, I don't care. We have seven-man rotation. We'll worry about the rest later. But, Mike. This league, okay, you're only letting 1,500 people in or something like that with the Timberwolves, but you're going to turn into television. The other night, the Bucks, the Bucks are here. You don't get Cat and you don't get Giannis. That league's drive. If I was a ticket holder and paying money in a regular season, this league would drive me nuts because you 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 buy your ticket, you have no idea who the, who's going to agree to play that night, right? Yeah, I mean, Kyle. Kyle Lowry's missed four straight games for rest. Four yes. straight games for rest. Yeah, it gets even. Uh, I mean, it gets worse this time of year when teams are, uh, let's say, not as motivated to win. Yeah, uh, yeah. But didn't you? Uh, was didn't they try to do something about? I mean, this all started with Popovich, and didn't they try to do something about that? That you had to play if it was a national tv game or something like that they they tried to fight the league tried to fight against this rest thing but 
now they've basically given up and you, you know the coach coach's whim has become a big deal well there's only one solution for this right play 70 games right right i mean, you gotta, you, I mean that's the that's your got to be your rest because you can't be selling this product when anybody who wants to any superstar that the other team wants to sit down you go to the you go to the arena, you don't get to see him play. It's uh, now, you know, that's why I loved what Re- LeBron was trying to do this year, which was play every game. Unfortunately, he got hurt, which probably now reaffirms the idea. See, we can't play these guys all the time. So, anyway. well, and, it, and, it, and it's exas- exacerbated this year just because the schedule is it's oh, tighter. Sure. It's tighter. I mean, they're yeah. playing, they're only playing 72, but they've got less time. It's, it's just a little bit more packed. I mean, you saw. A week ago, when the Wolves and Nets postponed that Monday game with the Dante Wright situation developing, as a week ago now, you know they, I don't know, if, you know the decision was made. We got to play this Tuesday because otherwise, <clears throat> either one of those teams is going to have a back to back to back. That was how they otherwise they couldn't reschedule. Otherwise, like it is so packed together, especially in the you know down wow. the stretch here that you know they they can't they can't help it. But yeah, it's. It is. It's it's you, it's got to be tough for the consumers, and the, you know, maybe they'll they'll get into a better place next year once you know they're hoping to have full attendance again and things like that. But uh, it's yeah, it's not knowing who's going to play from night to night. It's like I was probably hey, Kawhi played last night. Hey, really really nice. Yeah, right. They got they got and the it, brunt of Kawhi last night, which was uh, which was nice for them. But yeah, uh, and they uh, and the, the the advance of that game made it sound like he wasn't gonna, but he must said. Oh, come on, I can play 20 minutes and get 20 points. I might as well play. Huh? So, <laughs> Pretty anyway, much. Man, they're, they are, uh, once in a while, they play about six minutes of good defense, but they, 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 Chris Finch has not been able to do anything about that. There have been, there have been moments when they guarded people, but not very often. Hey, by the way, Jared Culver, let's, let's uh, not forget Gerson's, uh, move to draft that guy he's about becoming one of the great boston franchise history yeah. you know, he's, he can't get any minutes with this team yeah you know? no he, he got a little garbage time last night but he uh yeah he's been pretty well glued to the bench number six pick they moved up but they traded what uh Saric and the 11 pick to get him in the 2019 draft and that has not i mean everybody Everybody you, says they they thought they were going to get Garland, you know, the, the guard. Right. Said, but you know, why don't you wait to see if you're going to get Garland? There's right. ten minutes right. there. You know, right. I mean, what's the hurry? You well, know? As, you know, that high in the draft too, like drafting a wing who can't shoot. Is, yes, it's a little it's especially. A little Especially when you plan to shoot forty threes at night, <laughs> your your game plan is it never made any sense. But, and especially uh, when you just drafted one of those the year before with a Cody. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'd like to see that horse game. They should let people in free to see Culver and uh, Oklahoma have, <laughs> have a horse contest. That, you know, it take two hours for either of them to make five shots. You know to to get the horse they'd have to make it pig because it wouldn't like you know the horse horse would take too long uh patrick last thing i know you you and i you especially but both of us are uh, some of the foremost uh, gopher volleyball watchers in this uh in this market they uh they lost sweet 16 oh. to a team that had never been to the sweet 16 right an unseated uh pit team uh, gophers were up two sets to one couldn't close the deal. Um, this is kind of a 
a pattern maybe of, of not being uh, not quite playing up to their seed. Is it not? Yes. Yes, it is. I'm wondering if they get a little overrated or uh, what it is that Oregon one, of course, is one of the worst losses that they've ever had because that was when the final four was here and it was at, at Maturi pavilion. But uh, yesterday, I tell you, Mike, you can't get to, if you're the favorite and no matter how, tough-minded your kids are you can't get to that fifth set because things get tense right yeah, it's That's just 15 doing, points too it's you're just... to 15 it's uh you know there's there's no time to mess around and uh when they lost that Oregon one a couple of years ago they got a bad call what they thought was a bad call and lost ended up they thought they had the set one to go ahead two sets to none and uh, they didn't, you know, and the call went against them and they just faded into the evening. And uh, yesterday, it's just when they, you know, they win the third set and they're saying, okay, they'll go out. This is when you go out and demolish them and they couldn't do it. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a trend here. Now uh, you find out of, they can all come back, you know, it's, it's, right. it's Samity going to come back? We got to find that out. I, you know, in the fall, uh, is she going to come back? Uh, I mean, they could be great next year. And if they give them, they'd let them use the extra scholarships like they're letting, uh, letting uh, Fleck use the extra scholarships uh, because the, the pandemic rules, uh, you know, they could be, they could be too good to fail next year. You know, one thing they did, this team did lose CC McGraw. She wasn't playing, and that's uh, you know uh, the, like she had been, and she was she's one of their best players. So uh, that that hurt, but that's a bad loss, man. They uh, had to be a weird atmosphere down there, though, right? Like pay, playing in a big convention hall. But I I was shocked. I thought they'd. Uh, I thought now we're gonna now now we might have to sit back and watch Wisconsin win the national championship. Ugh. They're, uh, they're they're really good. They're yeah. really good. So we, bad, we, bad loss, bad loss, man. Are we setting up for the greatest year or one of the greatest years in recent college sports history with all these players that can come back? Man, next year could be oh. it could be something else. Oh yeah, it's it's un, unbelievable. Well, I was I was mentioning that this you know this Michigan baseball team just went and got guys who've already played all their years and uh, yeah, everybody can come back. I mean. I was over watching the Gopher baseball team yesterday, and John Anderson's got 37 players. He's got nine freshmen that all can come back. They let him go two over the 35 this year, even though you had you could have unlimited. But he's got nine freshmen coming in. First time in his life, he's going to have to tell people, "I don't want you back." You know, like, yeah. "Sorry, sorry, you got to go," and because uh, they got to have a they the they. they the NCAA is going to have a division one 40, 40 player limit next year, which is just five more than normal, but the Gophers got to stick to 35 because of the drop in sports and allegedly gender equity issues. So he's going to have to, for the first time in his life, tell nine, 10 guys, Hey, uh, maybe you ought to go play at uh, Duluth or someplace, you know? So it's, um, it's uh it's a weird uh the, but talent wise i mean you got 23 24 did you see chip's story on flex uh football team he's no, got I missed, I he's got uh, how many guys he's got two guys next year are gonna have, be their seventh season 
What? Medical, medical, regular red medical, shirt, medical, medical red shirt, red COVID shirt, year. Tyrannical red shirt, but allowed him to play six, and now this is allowed and allowing to play seven. They it's got like, two guys who are going to be there seven years. That's like longer that's, than the average NFL career. That's my old friend John Rose plan at St. Cloud State. He was uh, when when John was up there, he'd go work full time at the Times, and then he'd go back. He's the reason I got to the St. Cloud Times because he finally decided. He was too old to still be in college and went and got his degree. <laughs> created an opening at St. Cloud, but he was about a seven, eight year wonder, John. And uh, and there was a lot of those guys. But yeah, this is these guys are like twenty five now, and they're still playing football. Amazing, yes. All right, Patrick. Good stuff. Appreciate you hopping on this morning. Take care. We'll uh, we'll catch you again next Monday. All right. All right, Michael. Thank you. Great conversation as always with Patrick. We got off track a little bit. I had meant to veer back towards the twins a little bit more. As often happens with Patrick and I, we get going on one thing, then it leads to another thing, another thing, another thing. I think he was right about the, the Rocco Baldelli and just not having a great start to this season. I get that Rocco's playing the long game this year, but you know, even before this COVID pause, thing, things weren't things weren't going great. They were they started the season five and two. All of a sudden, they were six and eight. Some curious late game decisions. I thought it was strange. You know, the last game before the pause that must have been Friday night's game when you know they're trying to to hold on to that lead in the middle middle to late innings. They did just taken a three two lead, and you, you you bring the infield in and pitch to Mike Trout. He just grounds one through the left side. All of a sudden, you're down four three. Why pitch to Mark? Why, why pitch to Mike Trout there? And why bring the infield in? I, I there was a it just felt a, a curious decision. You know, strategically, um, he's made some decisions that have been lacking this season. And, you know, it, it shows up in close games, especially where the Twins have not been good this season. I know that that game against the Angels, the one, the last one before the COVID pause, didn't turn out to be a close final score. But that was a close game. That was, what, 3-2 Twins after they scored those runs in the fifth, sixth inning. Um, and next thing you know, it's 10-3 Angels. So, you know, we'll see when they can get back in the field. Hopefully it's by by Tuesday if, if they, you know, if they're deemed healthy enough. And, you know, let, let's see if they're able to put together a little bit more momentum because right now, whatever momentum they had at the beginning of the season has been lost and is going in the complete opposite and wrong direction. And, you know, multiple factors there, but I think the managing of Rocco Baldelli has been near the top of that list. Hit me with a hot one. We got a hot take here from Bjorn. This was from uh, last week after the uh, the sale of the Timberwolves and whatnot being, being announced with Alex Rodriguez, Mark Laurie saying, Minnesota sports market is too competitive with MLB, NBA, NHL, NFL, WNBA, MLS, Big Ten, and Division Two and Division Three schools. The Wolves should move. You know, you know, selfishly, I don't think that's right. Um, and, you know, I, I'd like to have the NBA here. I'd like to have the Timberwolves here. It's, uh, you know, it's, it it's just makes you feel like it's a, a big league market to have all of those major teams here. But, you know, I'm I don't think that necessarily, you know, intellectually, that's that's a bad take. It, it, there are a lot of things here, especially for market size. You know, there, there's only so many markets that have all of those things. It's a pretty unique thing. And this is a mid-sized market, not a large market. You're talking about TV markets. It's number 14. That's very much middle of the pack when you're talking about all the markets that are out there. So intellectually, I don't think that's wrong, Bjorn, but selfishly, I don't want that to happen. And I think the 
competition creates you know a better marketplace for everybody for for all sports fans and there's enough kind of gaps in these seasons there's not so much overlap that you can't appreciate all of them so you know i I would hope that you know that that's not a factor that is oh let's just let the wolves move because there's too many other sports here i wouldn't think that would be a factor in letting them go but i would hope that they're, they're able to find a way to keep all of these things here because i enjoy it i think it works here it, we're 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 at capacity. I don't know what else we could possibly add. There's no more leagues to add, really. But uh, for what we have right now, I think it's okay to have all of those things and still have them all be competitive financially and otherwise. Let's end with the cooler. A long and storied history for Gophers men's gymnastics came to an end on Sunday. The NCAA meet was here, Maturi Pavilion. Gophers finish fifth at the NCAA meet. Shane Wiskus takes home two individual championships in that uh, in that event. But uh, the, the the history of this program is over. Being cut part of uh, part of uh, cuts in these uh, in these programs at the U. You know, just you hate to see history kind of fade. And you know, obviously, 118 years, you won't take that away. You'll still have everything that happened, but. You know, you would hope that you were able to sustain all these programs. And I remember, what, 2002, I was sent to Oklahoma City, I think, to, to cover you know, Norman, Oklahoma, somewhere somewhere in Oklahoma to cover what then at that they thought was going to be the last, you know, meet that the Gophers were going to be at because they were going to get cut. They survived another 19 years. At least they had that much. They were coming up on their 100-year season right before that. But, you know, just just kind of sad and somber when you see a program come down to, uh, come down to the wire and then be eliminated. A lot of... Uh, a lot of people trying to soak it all in. A lot of uh, a lot of memories in that sport. So you know, I'm glad they were able to go out on a relatively high note with a fifth place finish, a really good score, and uh, you know, two two titles for Shane Wiskus. But you know, best of luck to all those uh, all those guys going forward. And let's not forget about this program because that was a really successful program for a lot, a lot, a lot of years, more than 100 years. That'll do it for today. Fun week coming up. Thanks for listening to Daily Delivery. I'm Michael Rand. Read Star Tribune, startribune.com. Subscribe to this podcast. We'll see you again on Tuesday.